It's time for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ The Fan, featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea Hive, Halverson Law Office, and the Legacy Courses at Craigans. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. We are streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and now available on uh, Podcast One as well. So, Welcome back, Chris. Another week uh, we're going to take a look at, and boy, what an exciting time in golf it is right now. The uh, Women's U.S. Open, we talked a little bit about that last week, and uh, Aria Jutanagar just looks like she's going to crush the field, and she's up by seven with nine holes to play. And then the wheels started wobbling on the golf cart, and she yeah. ended up carrying her bag. And uh, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was getting messy out there. And uh, she barely hung on, uh, tied after 72, and ended up winning in a playoff. Yeah, you know, we, we've talked uh, quite a few times about emotional resilience and how you have to do that, have great emotional resilience to be a champion. And she certainly showed it. Um, Leaking oil like she did down the stretch, and then then went in in a playoff, uh, two hole playoff. It was a pretty impressive victory. Yeah, boy, it was funny to watch her. I mean, she was just in complete command, and then uh, that's the game of golf. Sometimes it, it goes away, and you can't get it back. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's at that point. You're just thinking, I just got to hit it in the middle of the green. It was I was you know thinking about Norman at uh, at the Masters and Arnold Palmer in the U.S. Open years ago at Cherry Hills. You know, he just can't you just hit it in the middle? No, I can't. I, <laughs> yeah. can't, I can't hit it in the middle. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, on tour, Jack's tournament always uh, draws big names and always fun to uh, see a little back history on Jack during the tournament. And Bryson DeChambeau, one of the most unique guys out there. He's the uh, player with the irons all cut to the same length. He's, uh, I wouldn't say a peculiar swing, but certain, certainly a unique swing that he has fashioned kind of himself, um, which is similar to a few guys on tour, but not that many anymore. Uh, Bubba certainly has a unique swing that's all his own, but uh, Ishambeau is kind of a young guy, and uh, I think he'll, he'll, you'll either love him or hate him, I have a feeling. Yeah, a he, he, he's a bit polarizing. I mean, because he's, he's a fascinating guy, and he's a great interview. Uh, really, really bright, and... Uh, like one of my friends said, a win for science. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know he 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 kind of does it his way. You know, if you look at his putting stroke, nobody else putts like that on the PJ Tour. And the, he said it was the best he's ever putted. He hasn't putted that well since he won the U.S. Amateur, and that's really the thing that has held his game back. Is he he really struggles with the putter and uh, was putting with the long putter for a while when the USGA uh, banned that. He went to a a different putter, and they actually said his putter was non-conforming. He wasn't able to use that, and so he's—I uh, think he's on to something now. And he'll—he'll uh, he'll be a—you know—if he—if he putts like he did this week, he's a player that'll win—you know—a couple times a year. And, he thinks uh, kind of like the—you uh, know—Foghorn Leghorn's little buddy with the round glasses and the old cartoons. You know, he's always got the. The figure and square roots. That's right. That's kind of how Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> thinks. He really is. I mean, he's you know he's a he was a physics major in college, and he's uh, 
you know, he 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 thinks on a little different level than most of us do. So, <laughs> which isn't all bad. I, I love that. We've got uh, not only that going on, the, the two great tournaments, and then the uh, the college uh, tournaments, which is always very compelling. And Oklahoma State, they get the TV show about them on uh, ESPN, and uh, and now they. Uh, or on the golf channel, golf channel, and, yeah, uh, and, and then they win the title. Pretty impressive, uh, and they did it. You know, um, Alabama and and Oklahoma State in the finals, and they really pretty handily won, beat uh, Alabama. Uh, it'll be they were waiting to shoot the final episode during the. Uh, uh, during the playing of the NCAA, so that'll be a fun episode to watch. I'm, I, I haven't gotten to watch all of them, but uh, they're available on the Golf Channel site, golfchannel.com, if you haven't watched them. And uh, it's a great look in, inside of the top level college golf programs in the country. At the same time, that's going on uh, the U.S. Open qualifier. We'll talk about that a little bit in the last segment, but also the uh, uh, Brainerd High School boys team was locked in a match quite similar to uh, at the college level. They're playing against Alexandria, kind of their arch rival in the section. It's really going to be either Alexandria or Brainerd after day one. They had a pretty solid lead yes. over the third-place team. It was a two-shot difference when the day started and ended up a two-shot difference, and uh, Alexandria got the boys uh, by just a couple, And uh, but three of our guys are going to stay. Yeah, three. three uh, Gavin Metz, Jack Evans, and Eric Stockson, um, you know, all finished in that top uh, – the top five players who didn't qualify as a team. So great to see them, uh, those three boys go on. And uh, the Warriors, they had a great season. Oh, boy. Uh, again, yeah. you know, and they just missed out. But uh, those kids play with a lot of heart and work hard on their games. And uh, fun to see some success, even though they don't uh, they don't get to go as a team. Yeah, three guys going is the most we've ever sent, I think. And uh, Gavin, uh, he got second in the tournament and golf the way it is, and it's no different in college and on tour. And, uh, you know, he's improved and improved, and he seems to be a guy who really rises during big events uh, during clutch time of the season. So he finishes second, and then he's got to look down, and there's a seventh grader that beat him from Alexandria. <laughs> and you think, uh, this guy's four years younger than I am. And now look how good he is. It's that's just true. that's how golf is. That's golf, you know. It's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, boy, young man from Alexander, he is—he's uh, quite a player, and we're gonna—I can't think of his name, unfortunately, offhand. But uh, uh, he, well, he, as a as a a twelve-year-old, I think he was ranked the number one player in the country. So yeah, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, my <laughs> my friend Scott Dirk tells me he's 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 the best putter he's ever seen. So that's pretty impressive. Then uh, is it Beck Erholtz? Is that the, is it Beck Erholtz? Erholtz, yeah. yeah, and he uh, he won uh, there, uh, the section there for Staples, right? Yes. Yeah, so Individual. one, he'll be going to state. Uh, he's got good golf genes, you know. Yeah, part of the Hasselberg family, and um, Grandpa and aunts and mom were all great players. So uh, fun to see him having some success out there. We'll have a great guest, good friend of ours, Tom Kinsley from uh, Madden's, will join us next. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons, 1380 KLIZ. Colin McDonald with you, Chris Foley, and uh, Tom Kinsley's with us, uh, golf shop manager at uh, Madden's. And uh, lots going on, Tom. Glad to have you back. Uh, 1380 KLIZ, I should say, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and also now available at uh, Podcast One. Chris, uh, you and Tom, uh, longtime uh, colleagues and friends, and uh, 
uh, just uh, let's get going on Madden's. They got an awful lot to offer. Yeah, you know Madden's is uh, our, our our neighbors and such a. I, I live there, so I got I've got a quite an affection for uh, Madden's properties, and it's great to have you on the show, Tom. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Max. It's Mac. It's always good to be on the show, and uh, really appreciate what you guys do for the the golf community in the area, and uh, love to be here. The uh, the golf season's really in full force now. We we uh, we started late, but we started strong. So um, I'll tell you, the sitting in my backyard looking at Pine Beach West, the golf course is in just tremendous shape. Yeah, we just uh, you know we came through the winter so good. Even though it was late, um, everything came out just perfect. And, of course, our hats are off to Scott Hoffman and his crew um, for the for the job they do and just uh, do a tremendous job on keeping those courses in really good yeah. shape. So, Tom, for, for those who are not familiar with Madden's, tell us the, the golf courses that Madden's have. 63 holes of golf yep. at Madden's. Yep. So our flagship, of course, is the Classic, and it's a top 100 in the United States. And um, then we have Pine Beach East that was built back in 1928, uh, old-style 18-hole course, and then Sil- the Sylvan course, Chris called it, but that's our Pine Beach West, and that's the course he lives on, and that was uh, built, I think, late 60s, somewhere in there, maybe early 70s. Mm-hmm. And then we have a Social 9, it's all par 3s, and uh, one par 4, uh, our shorter course. Yeah, all great uh great opportunities to play what what are uh membership options and those type of things Tom? sure we've got uh some really good memberships on on all our courses of course the classic um we have memberships there um the uh, east and west courses uh we have memberships uh for families and couples uh re- are real popular with the east and the west and then of course we just have memberships just for the west and uh, that's geared more toward families as well, and and uh, and kids, and uh, so that's that's really popular too. So. The uh, big storm, Tom, a couple of years back that we all went through, and uh, Madden's happened to be right in the path. And uh, but boy, a lot of people, you guys were talking just before we went on uh, how the layout uh, really was improved in some ways with the trees. I mean, obviously, you don't want all the trees in the country blowing down, but. Uh, Sometimes it helps a golf course gets a little green and gets a little air on the grass, and I understand that uh, that can be a big help. Yeah, it really, really did help a lot. I, I know at the Classic, they lost thousand trees easily, and you can't really tell. Um, Chris was we were just talking about the East Course and some of the trees that went down over there. Uh, really, probably helped the course with some of the shot values and uh, shot making ability uh, with those trees and of course Scott and uh, the maintenance crew love when trees um, somewhat disappear just because of the shade it's just better better place to grow grass if you get that sunlight and wind movement through the course yeah, and the, then the grass doesn't compete with the trees for for water and and that the sunlight's better the air flows better so it's uh, uh, you know the, the origins of golf uh there weren't any trees on the golf courses so yeah. you know but uh obviously when you're inland you don't have that link style but uh uh it's nice to open up the golf course a little bit as well tom the uh, uh madden's is obviously known for, for their golf classic has one of the best restaurants in the area but uh sounds like you've opened up a couple new restaurants this year to the public yes um the uh in fact i've got a couple of 
couple of uh, $20 off uh, dinners for you guys <laughs> that uh, you can come out and see us at either the fair, nice. fairways or the... The show's starting we, to pay <laughs> off. <laughs> so the, Tom, you can come on every week. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, the Mission uh, Point is the other uh, new restaurant. They've both been there, the facilities have. But just to talk about the Mission uh, Point restaurant... It has uh, more seafood, uh, more steak, um, just a beautiful setting for uh, for having uh, a really good dinner. They have uh, boat docks now that you can come up on Steamboat Bay, dock your boat, and then they've got patio seating as well. And uh, so we really uh, uh, hope people get out there and enjoy you know, if they're on the lake, where on the where on the resort is that located, Tom? Um, that'd be on the northeast corner of the uh, right by Madden Lodge. Okay, so, sure. right on the peninsula, and then the fairways uh, has been remodeled. Uh, a lot of uh, improvements went into the restaurant. There, uh, uh, it's more of a menu that uh, favors all kinds of different food, so it's a uh, good variety. Um, Friday nights they have all you can eat walleye, which is really popular. And then Saturday nights they have the prime rib special. That's uh, that's really good too. That, yeah. that yeah. kind of goes back in Madden's history too. Wasn't that originally called the prime rib room at one point? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, and you know the they used to have that. Uh, Chris the, isn't old, but he's an old, he's an <laughs> old <right>. soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lumber town too. You know yeah. that, and Madden's has been known for their food. You know. For years and years and it just seems like every year it gets a little better and that's uh just a great place to yeah. to dine so whether it's fine dining or chris and i talk a lot about uh, the 19th hole which on our show is sponsored by tito's handmade vodka but uh you finish around to golf and maybe you can get a great uh, sandwich or a burger or you can have the fine dining at a lot of these places as well yeah, yep. I'll t- tell you for a quick dinner. I, the nineteenth hole at Madden's is is fabulous. They've got a new menu as well. So. Yeah, yeah. If you get out on the patio too, and you got that view of the golf course, and yeah. it's a great place. Local uh, for locals, Tom. There's always uh, some nice deals as the summer goes on, and uh, uh, talk a little bit about some of those. Sure. Um, so at the East Course on Mondays, that's my favorite day. You get eighteen holes with a cart. And breakfast for forty five dollars. So, um, and it's usually a, a, a buffet type uh, breakfast. That's you can't hardly imagine anything that's not on that buffet. It's really really good. And then uh, of course we have our specials on the on the twilight, which is after three, and that's uh, twenty four if you were walking to play uh, eighteen holes, thirty six if you're riding, and then uh, you know uh, Chris's old hangout. Um, the driving range, we have a deal there. If you buy a 5 a 7 or a $10 bucket, you take that coupon and whichever denomination of the bucket, say you buy a $10 bucket, hit those balls, take the receipt, take it to any of our courses, and you get $10 off for your green fee. So that's a great thing. And then another thing, Chris, we, we took the other half of the driving range this year and, and uh, re-leveled it. So we're really excited. That, yeah. I think by probably July, early July, we'll be on that tee, and then we'll do the other side too. It's so, amazing how fast that grass is Yeah, going. it's really coming good. So, Tom, how about um, uh, you've got some new caddy programs or some new things going on at the Classic. Uh, tell us about those programs. Sure. So, you know, it's really helped elevate uh, the status of the course. Um, 
with this decision. Um, we find that a lot of the golfers that come to the Classic are coming from a long distance, and they're planning, um, you know, to come up um, for some time in advance. So I'd say on any given day, you know, 25% of our golfers, you know, know or are familiar with the Classic. The other 75 um, haven't played. They're they're sure. new, you know. And so playing with a caddy out on any golf course, but especially the Classic, is just a great way to learn, find out about the course. And our caddies are trained, and they wear the white suits and um, really do a great job. Um, and people just love uh, those type of rounds. Um, so, yeah, we're uh, we're really happy. The uh, program runs from... Uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day, and it's uh, it's only from eight to noon, Tuesday through Saturday. So Sunday and Monday, um, caddies are not mandatory, but the other days they are between eight and noon. So and and are those are they four caddies? Or are they walking caddies? Or sure, how does that work? Yep. Uh, so we have four caddies um, that are in the price of your green fee, and that would be one caddy that would. Basically, he'd be stationed a half a hole ahead, so he'd be looking for your ball, you know, waving you on, that type of thing. Then he'd be with the foursome, so that would be a four caddy, just one, one caddy with all four people. And then the traditional caddy is the one that carries your bag, maybe carries two bags mm-hmm. for two guys, but he walks right along with you and helps you out, read the greens and that type of stuff. And are, are the caddies local kids, or are they? What, who who are the caddies? Yeah, we've got a mix. There's some that are, you know, that uh caddy down in uh Arizona, Florida that come up and are, are caddying with us and so they don't have caddy rounds down in the summer down mm-hmm. there. So they're up for that, but a lot of them are are are, are local kids from the area that uh have been trained, are good golfers, you know, some of the golf team that yeah. were uh, hoping do really well in state, you know, those guys are caddies, so it's pretty neat. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's it. They're learning the game of golf. They're learning uh, the service side of the game when they're caddying, and they're they're all going to be great players. Who knows? Some might go on to uh, have careers like you have. You guys have and uh, work somewhere in golf. Uh, it's a good industry to get into, obviously. But that service side is big. I mean, that's uh, just as important as any part of it. Yeah, it, it's a great way to play the game. I mm-hmm. I walk ninety five percent of the rounds I play and. To be able to walk and have somebody carry the bag is really nice. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with the golf course, kind of guide you around and help you out. What a great way to go. And pretty walkable earlier. We were talking a little bit. And I heard you say uh, walking the course for $24, I think it was. But you have some real walkable courses, too, uh, out there. The East is a nice walkable course if you just want to uh, get out and kind of enjoy the exercise and the golf. Yeah, we have a, a real neat program that uh, – that encourages walking it's called our milers club so uh, if you sign up for that and you play the classic and you walk you get six dollars on a gift card so it's you're walking six miles on the on the east course it's four dollars if you walk 18 holes the west is three dollars and then the social nine is one dollar so we track your rounds if you walk we just put it on a gift card and you can use it so we're giving you free money to play golf you know like That's it. not bad. We'll yeah. <laughs> so, Tom, thanks for taking the time and coming in. It's just uh, terrific. Uh, like we say, what a what a great uh, 
spot in our area. Madden's has all kinds of things to offer from fantastic restaurants to uh, resort uh, stay on the lake and then the east, the Pine Beach West, the Classic, and the Social Nine. So all the bases covered for vacation at Madden's, whether it's a local vacation or coming from uh, from anywhere in the country. Well, thanks a lot. You guys really enjoy being on your show and keep up the good work, and we'll see you on the golf course. Thanks, Tom. Tom Kinsley, he is the golf shop manager at Madden's, and uh, glad to have him with us. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. want to welcome to the show a good friend from Des Moines, Iowa, uh, Kenny Shaw of Kenny Shaw Golf Performance Center. Kenny, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. I, I appreciate you coming on. It's uh, you know I follow all your stuff on Facebook, and boy, it seems like every every good young player in Iowa is uh, is a student years, and uh, not only at the junior level, but the level of play in Iowa right now is really high. And uh, just wanted to have you on and congratulate you about all your success with your students, and and talk about uh, how how you're getting that success. Well, the, the success is driven by the, you know, mainly the hard work of the students. And, and uh, you know, I guess it's my job to kind of show them the way. And and, uh, and, it's, and it's their job to put the, the work in, you know. And, and uh, you're right about the level of play around here right now. It's been, um, it's been really fun to watch. Um, there's a number of great players around here right now. And, and just, just a couple come to mind here that you know some of their accomplished accomplishments recently gee um a young fellow that i've worked with here in the last uh two or three years brock everett plays for augusta university just won the ncaa championship about that that kind of came out of nowhere (laughs) you know brock uh you know came to me after his freshman year he just graduated and you know, at that time, Brock was just kind of hoping to make the, the top five down there. The top five players on the team get to play Augusta once or twice a year. And, yeah. and uh, you know, sure enough, he just he worked hard. And he just kept getting better and better and better. And he never won a college tournament until he won the NCAA championship last it's amazing. week. So it great really is story. amazing. Yeah, he's a, he's a lefty. He's a great athlete. Um he really wanted to pursue a, you know, baseball, and he, he unfortunately got in a car accident and kind of messed up his shoulder, so he turned to golf, and, and uh, I think he was a number two player at the on Valley High School team here, and uh, the number one player, Jeff Swagel, ended up playing at Stanford, and he played in the NCAA championship as well, so that's been fun to watch. Um have a young lady. Her name is uh, Britta Snyder. She's a sophomore at. Uh, you know, she, she lives in a small town, Gilbert, uh, um, Iowa, north of Ames. And Britta, um, she just turned 16 last summer. She won our women's state amateur by 15 shots, and she just won her uh, state in her class by 13 shots. That's so amazing. She's a Baylor commit. Yeah. And, um, and the, I work with a young lady uh, in the in 4A. Brooke Boardman won her state championship, and she's going to be attending uh, University of Kansas. So it's been it's been a blast working with these kids. Um, yeah, so we're having fun with that. And, you know, so t- tell us about your training with them. You, you do, I think you do the majority of your stuff inside, correct? I do. Occasionally, um, I'll take them up 
side. I'm a member at a, at a local club around here, and sometimes I'll I'll take them out there and practice. But I, I primarily do it inside. I use, you know, I I have uh, TrackMan, and I use the Sam Putting Lab and those sorts of things. But uh, we do most of our training inside, and you know, I've really. You know, I, I really keep things pretty simple, especially with young people. You know, you gotta you gotta make sure that their basic fundamentals are in order. You know, the the things that they can control. You know, yes. the, how they put how they put their hands on the club, their posture over the ball, where they're aiming, ball position. You know, things like that that'll that'll give them every chance to you know to make an athletic move through the ball and and. I keep it simple. I try to inspire them, and and you know that's that's kind of my approach. You know, you you are you are a great player yourself, and one of the best players ever in Iowa. Played the PGA Tour, and what, how do you draw from that those experiences and pass that on to them? Well, um, I you know I had kind of a short career on the on the PGA Tour, so I draw. <laughs> I draw as much from my failures as I do my successes, you know, try to teach these kids not to make the same mistakes that I made when I was playing. But, um, no, I, you know, um, I've had a lot of fun playing and, you know, um, I think that I can, oh, I think I can take some of my experiences and pass it on to them and try to get them, you know, mentally ready to play tournament golf. That's such a long process, as you know, you yes. know to, to uh, you know, dip your toe in the water of competition, and then, you know, you have a few successes, and you build on that, and, you know, your confidence goes up, and, and yeah, that, that's been helpful for me to be able to draw on that, for sure. You know, you, you, we... Uh... We ha- we have a mutual student that we both help out with, uh, um, Gene Elliott, who has had a phenomenal, you know, the last couple of years. He's the number one ranked senior amateur in the in the country, and uh, it's been so much fun to see his success. And uh, tell us about some of your work with Gene. Well, Gene is um, Gene's a great player. He's he's um, he's playing the best golf of his life right now. Um, you know he's number one ranked senior in the in senior amateur in the U.S. Yeah. and you know, he he, uh, he he finished second, I believe, at the British Senior Amateur last year. He won the Canadian Senior Amateur and just has a multitude of titles that he's won in the last couple of years. And you know I I kind of take the same approach with Gene. You know I don't I don't need to talk to Gene too much about you know, how to get himself ready for competition because he's been doing it his whole life. Gene just comes in, he checks in, you know, three or four times a year with me. We, we take a look at his basic fundamentals, you know, and Gene's got a, Gene's got a, just a, a real repetitive golf swing. You know, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting. It's, it's not perfect. If you look at his numbers on track, man, you know, you look at his, his club path, it's always a little bit out to end, but the, and you know he, he plays a little cut, but the thing about Gene is, and what I've learned is that if a person, let's say a person has a small mistake in their golf swing, but they can repeat it every single time, and it produces a predictable ball flight, you don't really mess around with that too much, yeah. you know. And so, and so, you know, Gene just has so much moxie too when it comes <laughs> to tournament play, and so. 
he's he's really enjoying himself right now. Yeah, it's really fun to see, and that that's such a great point because so many times, um, you know, a teacher or especially a student, they'll go after something in their golf swing that they don't like the look of, or something, and you know, they can go down this rabbit hole when really, if you just consistently miss it in one direction or have a consistent ball flight, well, you can play awfully great golf. Um, I think it's a good lesson for all of us. I think you're right about that. Um, you know, Gene will come in and, you know, in fact, I, I don't even let Gene look at track, man. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my job to interpret, yeah. you know, all that data and things like yes. that. And, you know, I just want Gene to put his, you know, his own natural swing on it and we'll make a little, you know, we'll make adjustments here and there. But you don't, you don't take a guy who's, you know, in his fifties and has had a, you know, this swing his whole life and go in and make a major overhaul to, to, to a great golf swing. You just, you know, you, you keep it simple. And, and I think it's really important to be able to convey information to a student in a language that they can understand. Yeah. You know? Gene's such a great ball striker. There's not much, too much that goes wrong with that golf swing. Right. So, Kenny, one one of the things that I always talk about to people is is uh, how to practice, and it's uh, you know I, I I always I joke a lot. I, I ask people if they're exercising or practicing, and I think most people exercise uh, rather than practice, and they just go to the range and they hit balls with not much purpose. Do you you have any any practice tips for our, our listeners that? Uh, you know, obviously, your your students are practicing the right way. Otherwise, they wouldn't be having so much success. That's that's a great point. Um, and I ask him the same question every time because you know, when when like if you expect a person to make a oh a, a change in their golf swing, but they don't practice, it probably isn't going to happen. You know, so I, I, you know, they have to be willing to put the work in, but also, you know. The way they practice is very important. You know, a, a good player can probably get as much or more out of 20 practice shots than a lot of people can, you know, just pounding balls all day, you know. And so, you know, I try to tell my students that, that when they're hitting practice shots to, you know, to go through their entire routine. And, and I try to get them to put themselves in a, in a, in a game situation when they practice, for instance, um, say you have a player that's working on their short game, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's get off to the side of the green and, and practice out of some lies that you're going to encounter on the golf course, not just perfect lies every time, but you know, the, the lies that you really see when you're out there, you know, so I'll I'll have, I'll have them hit little shots out of, you know, tight, sandy lies, balls sitting way down in the rough, you know, and, once you, you know, once you be, you know, and so it's kind of up to the player to sort of dig it out of the dirt themselves. You know, you don't, yes. you're not going to be able to gain those skills, especially out of, you know, around the green, um, without, without doing that and, 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 and putting that work in, um, you know, you've got to be able to forecast what a ball's going to do out of a given lie and, and those types of things. So, Game time situation is, is, you know, very important when you practice, in my, my opinion. Yeah, you can't just hit it out of a perfect lie. And, um, you know, it's it pretty tough when you go to the golf course if you haven't experienced 
you know, hitting off a of dirt or hitting off of the, the terrible eye or, you know, hitting it through the trees or whatever it is if you haven't practiced it. So you got to create that game-like situation like you're saying. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Kenny, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your knowledge and uh, really fun to see the success of your players and, gosh, an NCAA champion out of Des Moines, Iowa. That's pretty special. <laughs> it really is, yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, Kenny, good good luck the rest of the summer, and uh, let's check in again soon and, and talk more. Let's do, Chris. It's always great talking to you. Thanks very much, Kenny. That was Kenny Shaw from Ken Shaw Golf Performance Center in Des Moines, Iowa. Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and now available on Podcast One. Chris, uh, one of the interesting things uh, this week, uh, U.S. Open sectional qualifiers, it's so much pressure. It's a one-day deal, and uh, a lot of great players. Uh, It's interesting, the qualifying uh, requirements, uh, like Adam Scott, for instance, isn't ranked high enough, I guess, in the world, so he has to uh, qualify for the U.S. Open. He uh, went to a a sectional qualifier and, and got through, but there's big names like that up and down the dial on these uh, U.S. Open qualifiers. And then a whole bunch of uh, kids, as you've talked about before, it's the U.S. Open. If you're a pretty decent player, you can go try to get in. Right. If You know, you got to have a, a handicap of, uh, of, I believe it's two or less. And uh, if you have that, you can sign up for your local qualifier, which in Minnesota they're there were two this year, and uh, if you get through there, you go to the sectional qualifier, which there's 12 of, and they had 700 players for, uh, um, I believe, 71 spots around the country. But uh, there, there's always some great stories to come out of uh, out of those sectional qualifiers. And a kid from uh, Dylan Meyer, who's at, at he was a four or finished fourth in the NCAA's, was an All American this year. He qualified. Stuart Hegstead, who was on the show uh, right before the Masters, he right. uh, he qualified again this year. You know, last year I think he uh, well he was on the leaderboard after the first round and ended up missing the cut, but uh, finished thirty sixth in the Masters a year ago. So he's a he's a great story, obviously, and uh, a kid from from the um, ball state golf team who m- missed a spot in their state amateur qualifier medal medals in the u s open open sectional qualifier <laughs> so uh, just some great stories and like Adam Scott, you know I guess she's played in played in every major championship for the last sixteen years wasn't hadn't qualified. And he got through the sectional, so yeah, by a shot. He that was a strong section too, uh, where Scott was. Uh, Keegan Bradley came out of there. Shane Lowry won that section. Uh, Russell Knox, uh, Adam Scott, Harold Varner the third, Aaron Badley. They all made it. Ollie Schneider Johns, and the guys who just missed: Patrick Kazire, Stuart Sink, Nick Watney. They're all having pretty good years on tour. Yeah, I can't figure out how Patton Kazire's won twice. I didn't have a chance to look it up, but I, I, I couldn't figure out why he wasn't exempt uh, into qualif- or, you know, exempt into the U.S. Open based on where he's at on the money list and the FedEx point list and two wins, and but had to go through the sectional qualifier. Then Beef, the guy with the worst uh, teeth on tour, is saying <laughs> Andrew Beef Johnson yeah. is coming over from England. He'll, uh, he will be very popular among those New York fans. You, gotta, uh, <laughs> you know he will. Yeah. And then uh, you've talked about Sam Burns before, and he had uh, maybe the lowest round of any qualifier I've seen. He shot uh, 15 under par, so he was on fire. 
Yeah, last year the the number one college player in the country. Very close to that again this year. So he, he had a uh, was the medalist out of was it Memphis, right? That'll be a good one to watch as well. Now you've got a lot of youngsters, Chris, that you work with, and uh, as they head into summer here, the end of their school season just comes to an end. Not only the high school team, but all the kids who've been in the youth program. What do you, what do you typically have? Maybe a guy who's gonna has potential to be a pretty good player. What are they working on over the summer? You know, the, this is really the high school season is is important. You know, f- for these kids, and it means a lot to them from a team standpoint. But really, now they're in the to the heart of the golf season. And for instance, for a kid who wants to play college golf, uh, th- this is the season that really matters to college coaches. And uh, you know, in the state of Minnesota, we've got a great tournament program for these kids. Uh, a couple different levels of the the Minnesota section PGA runs a they call the Players Tour and the the Junior Tour, and you have to qualify for the Players Tour. That's the the best players in the state, and the, the, so most of these kids are playing. Eight to twelve of those events a year, and, uh, and then if they try to qualify for the state am and the state open, and uh, some of them will will travel and play outside the state a little bit. But uh, we're really into the heart of the tournament season now, and you know, as far as instruction goes, uh, we're really in kind of a time where we're just in a mate more of a maintenance mode than making any swing changes and uh, just kind of trying to keep their games in, in check. Ideally, if you know kind of going after the low-hanging fruit. So, you know, cleaning up things like their, you know, their putting, you know, making them better chippers and pitchers of the golf ball and uh, working on their course management skills and those type of things. So uh, not necessarily a time where we're going to make many swing changes, but definitely still trying to improve those other areas of their game. You've worked with a lot of uh, both young and old, Chris, and the the mindset idea, a part of it, you know, I've had players that have gone on to play at high levels in college, and you work with some people who've played in the U.S. Open. It's just a mindset thing. Uh, you know, at some point in time, you decide, okay, I'm a pretty good player, and I'm going to stay right there. I'll hit, uh, I'll practice a half hour, an hour a day. But those guys who make that next step and that next step, that's not enough time, is it? It's, I mean, it's well, a job at some point. You know, there. Uh, hopefully, you love it, but it's a job. There, there's never enough time to get. To work on everything you got to work right. on to get better, and uh, you know the 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 best players are really committed. It's not like you can just go out and play eighteen holes every day and think you're gonna you're gonna get better. It's um, yeah, it's it, it's a job. It's a fun job, but you really have to work at it. You know, there was a great article in Golf Golf Digest uh, online last week about you know Tiger when he was in his prime, uh, you know, kind of his work. Regimen, and you know, they talk about he he'd get up at uh, you know he'd be up at six in the morning. He'd work out in the morning. You know, he'd typically run three four miles and had a you know routine in the gym. He'd have breakfast. He would you know he he hit balls in the range for a couple hours. Uh, a lot of times working with his instructor Hank Haney, they'd go play uh, you know eighteen holes, have lunch. He'd do some short game work in the afternoon. Do, he'd go work out again, have dinner, and then kind of relax for the evening and start it all over the next day. You know, so here's the number one player in the world for the most weeks ever, and uh, he'd be working five, six, seven days a week at that type of right type of pace to so, stay there. To yeah, just stay where he is. Yeah, 
Yeah, like you say, there's not enough time in the day to work on everything. Uh, I may have told the story before. My one of my great friends in life, Jim Foss, is a is a good buddy of mine, and we he's probably my most equal with scorer. You know, we uh, we we score close to the same, so it's always a good match. You know, I can hit it further than he could, and maybe uh, a little better at some parts of it. And he beat me again, and <laughs> and he looked at me and said. <laughs> You should have practiced your chipping. <laughs> oh. Words to live by. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, for for the average player, if they have time to work on their game, and a lot, of, a lot of people just, they come to the golf course, they play, which is just fine. But for the average guy, if he wants to get better, you got to go after the things that are having the biggest impact on your game. And if you can... You know, identify those and isolate them, and then practice on those things, and get you're going to shoot better scores. Uh, it's not as is not as complicated as a lot of us make it. You just got to analyze your game, put together a plan to get better in those areas, and you're going to you're going to shoot better scores. You're going to have a lower handicap and have a little more fun. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Mac. Another good one in the books. You've been listening to Lakes Woods and Irons. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea Hive, Halverson Law Office, and The Legacy Courses at Craigans. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan.